apostolic legacy. We have a great history, a great <clears throat> legacy here, and I am thankful for that. And I am, <clears throat> what a, a great heritage that this church has had for many, many, many years. Great ministries, great uh, individuals living for God, coming through and and uh, preaching, and what a great history! And uh, I don't believe it's over. Great future generations, and and producing more uh, fruit and soul winners, and all of those things that are coming. Today, I I want to talk about a a river of glory, and uh, I know um, that's going to be. And, and those are my words. There's no real words in the Bible that talk about a river of glory. And, and uh, my folks came here uh, last, uh, not this past November, but November uh, before last to come up for Thanksgiving, basically, and, and uh, said, well, stay till through Christmas and we're going to head back and um, in fact uh, we went back my dad and I and uh, we made a quick trip back in January or February of last year and and uh, just about the time that maybe it was March that the lockdown started happening they still had doctors there and doctor appointments and dentist and all of that and so when all of this hit of course uh, it it then required and forced us to make a transition for them. They had been, we had hoped they would move in with us and yet uh, now it was, it was all of a sudden here, ready or not, here we come. And uh, they, uh, they have that sense of here we are and uh, the children, grandchildren, David, uh, son-in-law, all of that, and I, and we made several trips and moved all their stuff up and uh, just cleaned out their house. And in the midst of all of that, my mom and uh, my dad, I saw she had my dad down there and she was making this big frame and uh, she was going to paint. And she painted a picture, and it's back here. Uh, we haven't been able to hang it yet because there's a fire uh, uh, thing in front of where it needs to hang. But it was a baptismal picture. And she spent, I don't know how many weeks, uh, painting sort of a, a, a scene, a large uh, picture, uh, you know, we can bring it out sometime and show you, but that's that's the scene: mountains and and water, sort of like flowing out this back eastern wall and flowing out. And I I know uh, that um, they did all of that. I I didn't. I didn't do any of that. I, I didn't commission that. I didn't order that. I didn't, uh, that was all their idea. They said, well, we can do something. Mom's a, an artist, was retired from being an art teacher and did lots of paintings. And so um, I appreciate it. And we're, I know they're anxious to get it hung. We're gonna do that some point in time. But there's a fire thing there we gotta check on. River of glory. And I know baptismal pictures. And I know those were maybe in. And you say, well, I don't like it. I like it. I don't like it. It doesn't matter. It is 
just a sense of a river. And it, I was thinking of that yesterday as I was reading in the Bible in Ezekiel. I was thinking about that picture and then the fact that it would be on the eastern wall. And I thought about, I, Ezekiel said in his prophecy in the 43rd chapter, start out, and you can read the entire chapter, but starting the first couple of verses, says, He brought me to the gate, even the gate which looks from the east, and behold, the glory of the God of Israel came forth from the way of the east. And this voice was like the noise of many waters, and the earth shined with his glory. A powerful analogy. Something emanating from the gate of the tabernacle. And it was going out of the east and it was a river of water of glory. As Ezekiel later talks about this same sort of vision as he continues on a few chapters later, Ezekiel again alludes to this and he says, he brought me to the door of the house and behold, water issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. And then he goes a thousand, uh, a length of a thousand, and it's now to the ankles. Remember those scriptures? You can remember those. And then a thousand more, and it's to the knees. And a thousand more, and it's to the waist or loins. And afterwards he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over for the waters were risen waters to swim in and it shall come to pass that everything that liveth which moveth whithersoever the rivers shall come shall live they shall be healed and by the river upon the bank thereof on this side and on that side shall grow all trees for meat whose leaf shall not fade, neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to his months, because their waters that they issue out of the sanctuary, and the fruit thereof shall be for meat, and the leaf thereof for medicine. An amazing vision, an amazing prophecy concerning something flowing out of the house of the Lord that would bring about this river of glory, if you will, emanating from the presence of God. And I know we, we talked about baptism and we've talked about the infilling of the Holy Ghost and I could at this point uh, <clears throat> tell you the story that's found in John, the seventh chapter of when Jesus was at this feast day where they pour out water and, and he began to talk to them about the Holy Ghost and he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water and we know that he spake that of the Spirit, St. John 7th chapter and, and you can read all of that and know all of that and know that speaking about the flow of the Holy Ghost through all of us and uh, the powerful fact that we can be filled water not just a little bit to the ankles, not just a little bit to the knees, 
not just a little bit to the, you know, waste, but waters to swim in. Because that was what Jesus was come to do, was to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and fire. And we can see and hear and know that he was here they were pouring out the water pots and in this feast. And Jesus stands up and says, I want to give you wells of living water that flow from within. And we understand that. We're apostolic. We believe that. We've been taught that all of our lives. We, we understand about the flow of the water of God and the water of life. And there's nothing wrong if, you don't, if you've never read those verses in St. John the 7th chapter. Please turn. St. John 37, 37, 38, 39. Read them for yourself. Find out what it means to have the flow of the Holy Ghost. And you say, the water, and, and am I going to just get it in a little cup full? Do I just want a little of the presence of the Lord? Do I want just a little that goes to the ankles? Or do I want it just, you know, as long as it just impacts my knees? Or do I want to get totally submerged in it? Amen. Do I want it to flow all over me so much that you have to swim from? And all of that is it's a great and, and is appropriate and I know time prohibits me from going into detail on all of that because all of those ideas are powerful and good. But I want to show you another idea that you may not have equated with the, the flow of the river of glory, of the glory of God. But it happens in Matthew, the 21st chapter, when all of a sudden Jesus goes into Jerusalem. He is about ready to be crucified. He rides, he goes in, they're crying, Hosanna. He asks for a donkey and Matthew, the 21st chapter, tells the whole story. And you can read it, the historical perspective of they're saying, Hosanna. And what do we know is going to happen by that one week from then, what's going to have happened by then? He's going to have been crucified. So he's going in on, on Saturday and Sunday victorious, and then he's going to have Friday crucifixion. And it's in that week of the 21st chapter of the book of Matthew that Jesus then goes to the temple of God. Now, he's like he is going to the temple. And what does he do? He throws out those that bought and sold in the temple. And he overthrew the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And said unto them, it is written, what? My house shall be called a house of prayer. And I know we've been doing 40 days of fire and I hope you've been doing it with us. But why prayer? Why? You know, and this week is early morning prayer. Whoever designed this thing is just sadistic. Now you've got to get up early. So boy, that's fighting the flesh not just to pray but now to get up early and pray of course we'll have it open you don't have to come here I understand but we're going to be here early morning prayer oh wow horrible hard 
Why do you do that? This is our last week of our 40 days. Culminating with, you know, all right, all this that we've got going on. And I'm like all of you, you know, in fact, I, I'll confess. Maybe confession's good for the soul. I couldn't take it by Friday. And I went down and I went to Kroger because I'd seen them there. Some plant-based hamburger. <laughs> I was just like, surely to goodness, there ought to be something that I can eat that tastes like the real meat this past week. And by Friday, I was just overcome. I, I bought this plant-based stuff. And I read it and it said, you know, zero cholesterol. So I told myself it's going to be good for me. <laughs> and I just doused it with spices. In fact, I just baptized it with spices. <laughs> so that surely, and, and I, you know, that's, that's me. It, it was a meat fast this past week. And I, I struggled with it. Yeah, but you know, I, I made it. Although I tasted that stuff, ate a little of it. Ugh. <laughs> it's not the same thing. I don't know. I, anyway, I'm sure my colon was happy at the end of the week that there was no undigested meat in it. I get it. And, and yet, Jesus goes to the temple and he's throwing over the money changers and says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And the Notice what happens when Jesus does this. The blind and lame came to him in the temple and the healing virtue began to flow. Just like Ezekiel had said, when, that, when the river begins to flow of glory, healing begins to happen. Deliverance begins to happen. There is miracles and when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and there were children crying in the temple, saying, what? Hosanna. <clears throat> Hosanna to the, hot, to the son of David. They were sore displeased and said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus saith unto them, Yea, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? What are you saying? <clears throat> when we raise a hallelujah, when we start praying, when I start making the sacrifice to pray, and I start trying to clean out the impurities that are in my mind and heart, and that are blocking the flow of the river of God. You say, well, what impurities? Have I sinned? Have I been besieged by <clears throat> anxiety and fear and frustration and huh? worry and this and that? And I get all that stuff blocking me. There has to be a cleansing he said of the money changers. What were the money changers? They're just folks that are doing their best to make a living. Huh? Just working the job. 
just going through the routine. But if you're not careful, it can block the purpose of the temple. My body is supposed to be the... What is the purpose of my temple? Is somehow to have on one bank prayer and on the other bank praise and worship so that I can become a conduit for the presence, the river of glory that is supposed to be flowing. I ought to be able to everywhere I go, somebody ought to feel something different about my attitude. They ought to somehow understand there's something different about you say, oh, that means you're better than I'm not better than anybody, but somehow I got tapped in to the river of glory, and it's not by my might nor by my power, but by the presence and glory of God. You say, well, you know, and I understand, and I understand, hard, hard to, okay, hard to come in and, you know, with the prayer and the praise, and that's why you, you read what Jesus said whenever they were, uh, the Sadducees and Pharisees were upset and said, you know, these people oughtn't to be doing all this, and you're healing here in the temple, and, and they, were, uh, they were ready to shut it down. And the Lord said, out of the mouth of babes, sucklings out is perfected praise. You know why? Because you have to be, reach the point where it doesn't matter what anybody else is saying or doing. I'm going to praise God. Whether I'm at home watching online, I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to worship God. You can sit there and be a spectator. And I know tonight, I guess, is a big game. You know, the Super Bowl. And, and everybody's going to be watching. And however many millions. And we're going to all watch those. And I don't know what the stands will be like. And I don't know what the commercials. That's always the big thing. And everybody's going to want to watch, 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 spectate. But you know what? It's something different. It's supposed to be Throwing, flowing through my veins as a child of God. I'm not a, this is not a spectator sport. I am supposed to be a conduit for the spirit and presence of Almighty God, whether I'm with my family at home, whether I'm with those at my job, or whether somebody comes by and sees me. I've got to be able to say, I want to tell you, I've been praying. God's good. I'm praising the Lord. I'm letting the spirit, the river of glory flow through me. Something's got to be different about who I am. Am and where I am and what I'm doing. This is the river of God. And I, I realize Exodus, the 32nd chapter, was whatever, you know, God brought Moses up to Mount Sinai and, and he was going to show him, give him the law and here it was less than three months they've seen all these great miracles saw a wall of water, walked through on dry ground, saw Pharaoh's army, all of those things and basically he says you know the Lord says go down they're, they're dancing around an idol they've already gone into idolatry and Moses humbles himself pitches a tent, a prayer tent and he begins to pray Start submitting himself to God, saying, oh God, touch, oh God, bless. And then he says, God, show me your glory. And the Lord, what the Lord had started this 33rd chapter by saying, I'm not going with him. And by the 14th verse, because Moses changed the direction of God, if you will, the mind of God. 
Because he said, Lord, if you don't go, I don't want to go. I want to stand in the gap. And if there was ever a time that the church needs to stand in the gap for a nation, for our families, for those around us, the, the, you, you say, well, the fear, the anxiety, the, you know, I read an article just the other day that, that it, it has now cost over almost $500 million to keep the soldiers in Washington, D.C. to protect the congressman. And they're worried about the soldiers being, you know, radicalized. And they spent $500 million, $500 million. You know, that's one half of a billion. What are you saying? Because of one riot, one time, now we've got this kind of an outflow of, if there was ever somebody, that's us folks, if my people who are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. What have we got to be? Well, we'll let somebody else do it. I'll let somebody else. I've got to somehow, listen, we're going to have a move of God. It's going to have to come flowing through us. A river of glory. A river of glory that proceeds. And you say, well, I don't know what he's going to do. And what what he told Moses, remember, was he he said, show me your glory. And he told Moses, I will make my goodness pass before you. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious on whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. What are you saying? I'm saying that when the glory of the Lord starts flowing, I don't know who, what backslider, I don't know what individual, what your past has. It doesn't matter. It's whatever anybody that's willing to step into the water, they can be healed. Their mind can be touched. You can be delivered because that's the power of the river of glory that flows out of the sanctuary. And I know, as I said, prayer, you know, prayer. What is prayer all about? What is prayer all about? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. If you really pray that, you submit your spirit to God. And to one another, and to a church, our Father, thy will be done. Prayer submits my spirit. Lord, I need you. Lord, we've got to have you. We've got to have your presence. And and that's when you all of a sudden you begin to you begin to realize I, I need I need a submission of my spirit. <laughs> Praise, on the other hand, is, is really in worship, is the submission of your soul, your heart, your mind, your mind, your heart, your will. You got to make yourself do it. You know what I'm talking about? You got to make yourself raise your hand. You got to make yourself clap your hand. You can do it without your heart. You can do it without your spirit. 
you were filming this before a live television audience, we'd have a little light. What would it say? Clap. Clap. Applause. Huh? I could stand up here and say, okay, on the count of three, everybody clap your hands, raise your hands. One, two, three. Y'all are not very obedient this morning. <laughs> count of three, everybody clap your hands. Let's go. Yeah. Turn it on, turn it off. Huh? But when you really begin to let it worship flow from the inside to say clean out all the stuff. Oh, I'm not, I'm not just talking about patty cake and you know, for Jesus. I'm talking about the begin to praise and the worship begins to flow. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I'm not, I know, teeth out, hands out, fingers out. Yeah, I can do that. When I really pray, and I'm not talking about, you know, the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, one eats the fastest, gets the most, amen. I'm not talking about a little quick, Lord bless the food, Jesus' name, amen. But when you really begin to pray, like Jesus prayed, that's what this whole 40 days of fire has been about. Lord, we want to pray, we want to praise. Why? Because we're trying to open up the tabernacle, the temple, so that the river of glory may begin to flow through. You see, when you look, David wrote in Psalms, the 65th chapter, Praise waits for thee, O God in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed. O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all the flesh come. Iniquities prevailed against me, our transgression, but thou begins to purge them away. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest, cause to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in your courts and be satisfied with the goodness of your house and even of thy holy temple. It's one thing to come and sit on a pew and it's one thing to be here and watch on time online and say I'm all but it's another thing to say listen I need to get myself plugged in to be a channel of the Holy Ghost and let the Spirit of God flow through me. But I have to clean that out. Oh, the Lord will help me. He'll get rid of all the stuff. I know it's busy, busy. The money changers, the money lenders, the stuff going on. And I take a, it's my busy. And I've got, you know, how you don't know what all I've got going. And I've got, I, I understand. But I think the call of God for all of us is, Lord, cleanse us out. What all we've seen. We've seen it from the pandemic to all of the trouble and the tension and the racial stuff and the social unrest and the angst and the fear and, and oh, you know, I'm afraid of what's going to happen with the deficit and I'm this and I've got that and I don't know what's going what, to... What, I need to make sure I'm plugged in to letting the Spirit of the Lord. That's why 
getting up early. What, what are you talking about? It, it happened even in the, in the Old Testament. And I, I'll read these verses and then I'll, I'll stop. Happened in the Old Testament. Remember 2 Chronicles, the 29th chapter, when Hezekiah, in the first year of his reign, you read it in the 29th chapter, he opened up the doors of the house of God and repaired them, brought in the priests and the Levites and gathered them together into the east street and said unto them, Hear ye me, ye Levites, sanctify now yourselves. Sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers. Carry forth the filthiness out of the holy place. Fathers, that, you know, that have done sinned and done wrong and have trespassed and done evil. Our fathers, they, he was, they were praying for everybody, not just for themselves. When's the last time I prayed for our town, our government? Our leaders. Huh? And I don't mean, oh God, you know, bless the Democrats, curse the Republic. I'm not talking about some little whatever your persuasion is. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about really prayed. Why? Because I'm trying to open a channel for the river of glory. Oh, he, they, they begin to pray for all the iniquities. I can get mad at them. I can talk about them. I can tell you what all they've done wrong. I can point out how terrible they are. But have I prayed for them? Well, they're beyond help. God said, my glory is to have mercy upon whom I will have mercy. <laughs> Show, I don't know. Someone told me the other day that Osama bin Laden's granddaughter is a conservative. I don't know how they know that and where they got it. And, what, what are you saying? I'm saying if there was ever a time for the church to clean out itself <laughs> and say we want the presence of God to flow and here's what he said. Get, oh Lord, you, you have all those that have trespassed against you, done evil, have shut the doors of the porch, have put out the lamps, have not burned incense. That's prayer. The incense is the prayer. And have not offered burnt offerings, that's repentance. When you have a burnt offering, you're saying, Lord, forgive me in the holy place under the God of Israel. They gathered together the brethren, sanctified themselves and came according to the commandment of their king by the words of the Lord to cleanse the house of the Lord. Priests went into the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it. I want to tell you something. I believe the Lord's been trying to cleanse on the inside for a year now. Yeah. All that inner stuff that you haven't gotten rid of. Right. <laughs> Someone sent me a statistic about alcoholism, cigarette smoking, addictions, pornography, all of those things, up 70 to 80% consumption over the same month last year. 
of that. What are you saying? Oh, well, I'm just doing this to relax. I'm just doing this because I've got to de-stress. I'm just, I want to tell you, the Lord is trying to cleanse all of this out. So the river of glory, oh, and he said the innermost house to cleanse it brought out the uncleanness they found in the temple and the court of the house of the Lord. We have cleansed all the house of the Lord. The altar burnt offering killed the bullocks and the lambs took the blood, sprinkled it on the altar. They killed rams, took that blood, sprinkled it on the altar. They killed lambs, took that blood, sprinkled it on the altar. They killed even goats. And they made reconciliation with their blood on the altar to make an atonement for all of Israel. And he set the Levites in the house of the Lord with cymbals and psalteries and harps and Levites with trumpets. And all the congregation did what? Worship. Why are we doing this? Why are we singing? Why are we worshiping? Why are we doing prayer? Why are we having all of this? Is we're trying to get the presence of the Lord. I believe it's incumbent upon us this next year. This year. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what coronavirus. I don't know what's going to happen. But if there was ever a time for us to have singing and worshiping and praising God and prayer and saying Lord and this continued until the burnt offering sang. The congregation worshiped. The singer sang the trumpet sounded and the king and all the present bowed themselves and worship then they sang praises with gladness and bound their heads with worship I want to tell you something because they cleansed the house of the Lord you remember when the Assyrian army had come and they had conquered city after city after city and there was actually one town after another that had fallen they had over 200,000 prisoners and they surrounded Jerusalem and Sennacherib sent in a note and said you keep praying to your God and your God hasn't delivered you and he's not able to deliver you remember it Hezekiah got the letter and he opened it up and he went straight into the Holy of Holies and put that letter on the Ark of the Covenant where it should have been and he said here God this is not my fight it's yours and that very night Sennacherib's armies begin to die from a mysterious plague that destroyed them. They ran in terror, left Jerusalem and ran in terror back to Assyria. And Sennacherib went into the temple of his God and said, Oh God, help me! And his own men came in and assassinated him. That happened because somebody cleared a temple. I don't know where I'm looking, as my wife said, at the miracles. I didn't know last year at this time we would be faced with some of the things that we're faced with now. 
But if there was ever a reason that we need to cleanse the temple and begin to worship, pray, that's what this 40 days has been about. That's what this whole thing has been designed for. Oh, it's not just, you know, marking time, 40 days. Here we are. It's Super Bowl Sunday. God bless us. Hallelujah. But it's been, we want the river of glory, the river of the presence of God to flow through us. I, I tell you, we've, we've seen a great need for miracles this year. What are we going to see the next few months, I don't know. But if there's ever been a time that we need to say, Lord, I want you to come and cleanse my temple. I want to get all the stuff out. Why? I want the presence of God, the Holy Ghost to flow. Oh, I, 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 I understand. I, you say, are you mad? No. Are you upset? No. Are you? No, I'm telling you, this is what the Lord's been talking to me about. Get the river clean. So the presence of God can flow. Let's stand. Yes, the world will bow down and say you are God. Hallelujah. Every man 